Eight minutes it is before 8 p.m. You're tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the mighty Metro. We're going to our business wrap and joining me to take a look at the big stories at the start of this new week uh, is Nesipo Maninjwa. Nesipo, good evening to you and welcome. Hi, Aya. How are you hey. on this chilly Monday? It's a chilly Monday. It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very difficult Monday as well. How are you? I'm okay. I actually almost feared for my life today, but... Uh, When's again doing? I have a, apparently the protesters are going to the north. They're coming to the north. I was just so traumatized. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Even, uh, no. even, even the highways can't protect you. Even uh, the highways. I was actually quite traumatized. I yeah. was in Brighton Shopping Center and they closed the shopping mall, Benmore and Morningside today because they were like, uh, uh, the protesters are coming. Yeah. So... Uh, and I, think, I, was like, I think many a resident of the north has always uh, dreaded the day where Alex would come across the highway. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, the inequality of South Africa always places that as a possibility. It's always a sort of <laughs> colonial angst and anxiety. But I was actually just understood because if you, um, when I was driving back, um, there's a lot of police presence. And I don't like lots of police presence. They meant to. I just, I just feel that it, it always escalates. Yeah, but you know, it's only people um, in the suburbs who think of police as people who are meant to protect them, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. 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 My my worry was the was actually the protesters and the violence that it actually. I worry for them. So mm. I was I was chatting to Uzianda on her book Can We Be Safe, and our police are very bad at handling protesters, and even the introduction of the. Uh, the um, the army for me no good will come from it. Mm, mm. I uh, it, it it for me it's an un, it's an unstable situation and I worry for don't, the protesters. Don't, don't you get a sense, Nesipo? I mean, the moment uh, and I was shocked this morning to read reports where South African business was calling for a state of emergency. Now, no, now, now, I, I I have a fundamental issue with that because what it suggests in a country like South Africa is that you're willing to forego the possibility of some dialogue around this thing. Um, and the first thing you'll clamor for is a heavy-handed law enforcement response. And that coming from business, let alone Khulmende, we can get to the issue of Khulmende, but coming from business, I, I don't know if it was just a you know, a, a knee-jerk reaction, but uh, I think it's the kind of thing you probably don't want in a situation like this. You don't, because ultimately, um, so I'm in, um, I think we had this discussion on Twitter, I'm in the mindset that this is not, I'm, I'm, I've got the fundamental belief that this is not a Jacob Zuma-led revolution at all. Mm. I do think it is a spark from a bigger issue, which is the perpetual inequality. And I, sure. I, think, I think we actually have to, we can't, we can't ignore the elephant in the room. We can't ignore the fact that people are hungry mm. and where they've chosen to loot and what to loot speaks to a lot about the severity of the crisis of poverty mm. and, 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 and people looking to latch on to um, anything or anyone that is, I think it's highly irresponsible for the, guy, the likes of the Zuma Brigade and Ojimi Manye to inflame this, but it is, it is, it is part of a bigger problem. And it is, it is something for me that it, it, I, I do believe, I'm sorry, we do live, I'm sorry, in the North, we live incredibly close to Alex. We live incredibly close. We live incredibly close. And 
I think I think uh, Desmond Tutu says that said this one says that the fact that people allow this inequality to continue and get the gap to get wider and mm. wider and wider, it's it, it's a spark and it, it speaks to a bigger issue and. That's what I'm afraid of because when I see the idea of a business pushing for SANDF, uh, the police to get heavy handed, mm. you've got our private security. I've never seen, I didn't know that in our, com- in our area we have so much private security. And yeah, but it's, this, I mean, I it's, a, it's like a neo feudal order, right? Where you've got parts of the society that can create, um, you know, their own private militia to, to, and that's what it is. I mean, we can talk about, it looks nice. You know, we can talk about it. Yeah, it's uh, private security and all of this stuff. But really, the reality of it is that, you know, it's only the state that should have monopoly over violence in the society. But, but, but yeah. Yeah, so, I want, us, I want yeah. us to bring this close to Priska, uh, where yeah. Orion Minerals, I guess, is trying to now mine that old Anglo-Val operation. And uh, we know, we've certainly, I know I've spoken to, to you about this before, uh, that this standoff here between... Uh, you know, this uh, a business grouping here. Let me get the name right. It's Siatemba Business Chamber and Community Forum uh, in that community there of uh, Siatemba uh, in Priska is saying, well, you know, all of you guys are talking up significant amounts of investment, not just this mine, but even renewable energy businesses in the area. But uh, they say not even one million rand in a contract has gone, you know, to somebody in the locality that they know about was Nomkomba. Please, I'm I'm 100 percent sure. So Priska, this is where Priska. So we're going to tie Priska to what's happened at um, the guys at Richards Bay because I think it's fundamentally yes, sure. it's fundamentally aligned. It's fundamentally aligned. When you get a mining license, part of it is usually a community engagement. What tends to happen? I'm not saying this happened here. I'm saying just so people don't sue me. What tends to happen is that there's an overpromising of. Um, there's an overpromising of the benefits of the mind. They're like, yeah, that's mine. We're going to create jobs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now, with the, with the, with the broadcasting of um, um, in public information, of public information and um, seeing these uh, amounts in question, and then the local community is like, I bought, it's 500 million rand. I don't know anybody who's got in those 500 million rand. It, it, it's or even a proportion of it, right? It, it's a proportion mm. of it. It, 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 it bubbles under because, remember, you are operating in the mine, but you are not part of the community. Your mind is there, but your mind is taking and taking and taking. Mm. But not, there's not an equitable, and this is, a, this is the word I like to use. I think you also use the same word, um, equitable uh, beneficiation within the community, the mm. mind. Now, the thing with Priska, which I can say, and as the management of Priska, Shane Betuna, they have had the worst time at managing this. And this, for me, speaks to um, the, their failure to engage adequately. It should not have gone there. It, it really should not have gone there. It really should not have gone there. And that speaks to their problems. And unfortunately, and this is where, uh, uh, this is where it is, the, the project is in danger of not taking off because of the perceived risk. But this perceived risk for me is not really a risk. For me, it's about engaging on a peer-to-peer level and not taking it into, we're creating jobs, you should be grateful. Uh, we're getting, we've got locals in an operator training program. Training program, great, but are they employed? People want actual benefits from the mind being there. And, and, Communities, I think a lot of communities have 
suffered. The mines come, they build. 20 years later, there's nothing there. Hmm. And I guess, you know, Snesipo, there's a slightly philosophical question there, right? So there's a characterization of many of these communities as mafia. And that's not to suggest that there aren't opportunistic elements as figures it is full of 30%, right? But in a sense, the community might be sitting back and saying, well, in a way, you as the company might be characterized as the looter here. Because in a way, you've come into our community, taken some of these minerals, and there's no clear plan to, uh, you know, uh, I guess even enforce whatever you've promised by way of this equitable beneficiation that you speak about. Um, uh, not in the value-add sense, but in the sense of equitably distributing the benefit of the operation and in this moment the benefit of very favorable price conditions in in uh, you know in the mining sector and in some of the minerals that we mine here in South Africa um, so it does I guess turn this idea of who is the looter on its head and also the like I said this is a management problem and they can guys at can, can can literally come to me the way that they're characterizing their engagement is for me self-defeating you are on their land. You are in their area, and you call them thugs. Um, the way the way you describe them, yeah, eh? that it's the wording. And for me, and I won't lie, it has racial undertones to, mm, to a, mm. a core that I'm not comfortable with. Because sure. even when I read their release, I was like, "Hagel, Hagel." And okay, now let me add this: they have a BE equity partner, Bapaband. So wait, but is the BE equity partner from the community? Of course not. Kababi. Asmazi. No, but Kona, but you know if I say their names, you know people take it so personally, Mavi. <laughs> no, um, ah, it's fine. No, you don't have to mention their names, but yeah, I guess the more things change, the more they stay yeah. the same, right? No, they, they, I, that's the thing. And, I, I, and that's the, that's the, I think that's where we're, I think that's where the fundamental problem is. Yeah, hey. Snesipo, I want us to, to, I guess, maybe continue on the vein of some of the themes that have come up. And I want us to take a look at the uh, retail sector, in particular retail property. Akani Properties saying they're going to make a 600 million rand investment in mall developments. Uh, they said this, of course, before some of the uh, yeah. things we've seen unfold. I don't know if they'd be saying the same thing, but uh, yeah, let me know what you think about that. Uh, obviously, this announcement was made before today <laughs> and this weekend. This was agreed on it before today and this weekend and uh, you know for me um, I, I think we have too many malls I think malls are great but malls are consumption and they're not production related activities mm, mm. they seek to entrench people in a cycle of poverty and keep black people in minimum wage jobs which they're not allowed to enjoy the benefits and also it always comes with credit and like I said it seeks to keep people that's why I don't like mall development that's why I personally don't like mall development other people may like them uh, but that's my personal opinion towards yeah. And you know, Stacey, but that's something we're going to pick up in uh, the next few minutes or so. Uh, hopefully, I guess, uh, depending on when the president speaks to us. Yeah, because I, I do think you're raising a very important issue, which is this, this seemingly incestuous relationship between, you know, large investment houses, anchor tenants in the retail space, uh, you know, and some of these real estate investment trusts. Uh, makes that situation very liquid, right? There's a lot of money flowing about, but very little of that money really sort of being invested in productive stuff that can get people into production-type roles rather than, you know, some of the retail roles that you've already mentioned, I guess, constitute a very vulnerable type of work. 
Yes, and so fundamentally, if you look at it from that perspective, you've got that perspective. And also, furthermore, the entrenchment and the building of uh, local um, malls seeks to, um, uh, seek to uh, what's the word I'm looking for, to galvanize and kick out the local, the local shops in the community shops, which kills their business, mm. which kills their business, makes them unemployed, gets rid of a whole other set of other problems. And, and again, it's not productive. It's not productive. It's not productive um, investment. It's an investment that's designed based on consumption. And for me, if you design, if you if you design a business model based on consumption in areas where people are desperate, which is what has happened over the weekend, and why people have been have targeted mm. these specific malls. Firstly, uh, I'm going to go to, if you look at Mlazi, because I think that's the, the yes. best illustration sure. for it. Sure. Best illustration for it is that people have looted food. Mm. Now, a part of me is like, that is criminality. That's my first response. But then another part of me is that, how desperate must someone be? <sighs> and, that, and that's where ah, I come from. Ah. And, I, and I'm always, I'm like, I'm always in two minds with these things, and I think it's important sometimes to mm. to 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 to, to, and to know, always look. I, I also want to make the same point. I mean, some people are, are looting massive non-durable goods here. I mean, I saw a fellow there driving around a freezer and uh, the other, you know, a washing machine. And even in that case, you can't say that that person is being greedy because what they're going to do with that thing is to convert it into the cash that they so desperately need. Um, and yeah, I mean, but but I think the the other dimensions, Nesipo, maybe I'd like to hear your view on is, you know, when we look at all of these things and how they've unfolded. I mean, over the weekend, one of the things that, you know, I was suggesting was th- there's a particular type of capital that is being hit by this. Um, and it's the, you know, if you think about the trucks, if you think about, you know, some of the goods and services and product that is being affected here, uh, it's not finance capital that is taking a massive knock here. Um, in a way, it's largely, you know, capital in the real economy that's producing stuff, glass, al- alcohol, transporting goods in the logistics sector. And sadly, many of those are emerging, you know, uh, African and black entrepreneurs about Zamelayo. And uh, I guess for me, that's that's really the sad and ironic tale in this entire story. So um, so I think it was, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was either ENCA or SABC News. I was watching them interview um, one of the trackers who does a logistics business and they were burning his track. I literally cried from watching him. Mm. I cried. My heart broke in so many pieces because he, at one hand, you could hear he understands the frustration. Sure. But at another hand, he is not their enemy. And that is what anarchy is coming from. It's, mm. it's, it's a position of anarchy, desperation, tipping point, all melting, it's literally, it's a melting pot of activities. That's why I, I, I'm very clear about saying these are not pro-Zuma marches. Mm. These have very little to do. It is desperation. Yeah, and also the spontaneity of it. I mean, it's not like there's a list of demands here that say, look, um, I mean, one group is saying, yes, these are our demands. But I don't know if that coalesces into like a program. Um, and maybe, you know, I mean, we shouldn't be expecting a program. But But I think the point I'm trying to make is that uh, you know, every situation, people can be mobilized for good and they can be mobilized for bad as well. Uh, and my fear is that, you know, something like this becomes, uh, I hate to use this word, hijacked by particular elements. Um, it is being hijacked. And, and that has already happened. I mean, not only just the criminal elements, 
But I think there's a bigger question around the direction this takes on and who determines that. Because you can't level of organization up that is very sophisticated and that yes, is very is. well resourced and underwritten. Yes, it is. So, so, so you've got to look at it. So I think we tweeted about this on Saturday was that in case it ends specifically, and the, the deterrent of service delivery and the increase of impoverty within the KZN region has taken place over the last decade due to the change in administration. There have been protests in KZN. There have been more heightened xenophobic attacks within KZN. Mm. These have now splintered off to now where they're threatening my dear, my dear Santa North, the Santa North. And they've been, and, 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 and for me, it's attention-seeking. You hear the likes of the Jacob Zimmer Brigade. Then you also have today... Oh, commander in chief. Oh, commander in chief. Also looking to add. Bando, Bando, Oh, yes. Oh, okay, sure, sure. You know, uh, commander in chief, adding fuel to the fire, and and, and and then you've got the added criminality where specific um, things are being stolen. You've got it, and, and, and the criminality. So it, it's, a, it's a melting pot of things. And for me, I, again, I I worry about our army being involved in this because all I can see is. Innocent people dying. Yeah. That's all I can see. That's all I can see. Before and, we let yeah. you go, man, let's go to Nigeria, uh, where, yeah, hey, it seems uh, the uh, operations there of um, one uh, Dangote-driven uh, operation, not by Aliko Dangote, but by his brother Sani Dangote, uh, 1,200 ton a day processing plant for tomatoes is working at uh, less than 20% capacity around there largely because they can't get the feedstock, which is like tomatoes, uh, in enough supply. I mean, this is a typical example, actually, of, of when localization doesn't factor in some of the things you might have to do on the financial side of things to be able to give people more space, more credit, so that they can produce more. Uh, it, um, this is project finance gone wrong. <laughs> it's literally the number one thing when you're manufacturing, number one, feedstock. It, I, I, it, it's the number one thing and what exactly would enable it so unfortunately it's, when I was reading up on it the amount of money they spent on this thing it's an elephant it's a white elephant because ultimately for it to make economic sense they need more feedstock for them to get more feedstock mm. you need to assist the farmers in the front end so ultimately for him to solve problem number which is the feedstock, for them to solve the profitability issue, they need to address the feedstock. And you can only address the feedstock issue if you, get, if you assist the farming and look to grow that scale-wise. If you don't scale that up to a level, you have to scale it up to three times more than it currently is for your plant to make money. Mm. So unless you address, and that's it, it, it's what you call development done incorrectly. So there's yeah, a project yeah. finance fail. It's when you don't address it, You've got this great idea, like, oh my God, we're going to be building this and it's going to be producing this without considering the entire value chain. Mm. And, 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 yeah. and the thing is that Dangati is not, just because it's rich doesn't mean you get it right all the time. And unfortunately, I think we all, we know the solution. Right. But the, for the solution to take hold, it's, it's, it's when you do development in isolation. It's when you want to be a rock star. Sure. And, and that's literally that's what it is because it, it, it's literally the biggest tomato processing plant this thing yeah, is massive right. and of course I mean it was responding to like massive imports of things anything from like tomato sauce to tomato paste and whatever in Nigeria and um, 
and now it does seem that I guess without any intervention from the central bank, it might, um, yeah, it might have been turned on its head. You've got you've, you've got to boost the tomato crop. You have no, you have to. Exactly. And the thing is that, and sometimes when people look at why do we import this, you know, we could make it internally without thinking it through. Mm. Why can't we? Hey, Snezibo, let's leave it there. It's always a pleasure catching up with you, and thank you very much for your time. Always. Snezibo Manindra there, independent market commentator and analyst, uh, helping us there with our wrap of the top business stories. We're going to take a brief break now. Kasbuya. And uh, yeah, it seems now the uh, address by the president will happen at half past. Uh, so uh, yeah, we're going to take a brief break now. And uh, when we come back, Edi Rakabe, who's an economist, uh, writer, and a researcher, is my next guest.